Hello, 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 everyone. This is Thinking to Think, the critical thinking podcast where we analyze topics such as civics, history, culture, philosophy, politics, and current events through a critical thinker's lens. I am your host, the social studies educator, Michael Antonio Aponte, also known as Mr. A. Every Sunday, we will have a new episode within these topics, as well as occasional special guests and recorded lectures with my students. So please subscribe, share, listen, and let's build a critical thinking society together. I really hope you are enjoying these lectures on implementing critical thinking in your life. I want to continue uh, these series of lectures on how to develop what I like to call thick skin and criticism being a part of the process, not the result. Um, Let's begin by analyzing Francis Bacon's quote, read not to contradict and confute, nor to believe and take for granted, nor to find talk and discourse, but to weigh and consider. I have taken personal responsibility for reading and learning about information I either originally didn't agree with or I didn't understand. This includes books such as The Communist Manifesto, Mein Kampf, How to Be an Anti-Racist, and White Fragility. I read these books with the goal of understanding. Now, make no mistake. Understanding does not mean agreeing with, nor does it mean to simply find every logical hole so you can nitpick during a discourse, but to simply see what the author was talking about. Try to understand what's going on in their heads. Now, your conclusion after you have read for understanding is a whole other subject. I chose these books and categorized them the way I did because they are or were one of the most influencing yet argumented books of their respected time. How to be an anti-racist and white fragility being um, contemporary, being more modern, uh, what's going on today. I, I want to set the record straight and clear. I personally do not agree with the conclusions of any of these authors. Um, I, I try to understand what was going on and I've read it and I found so many logical, lo- uh, illogical, I should say, um, in their logic. And it was basic social science. I mean, I, I don't my my level of un, uh, of study in social science, because I have a degree in social science, um, is is not as academic as they uh, as their experience, I should say. And however, I I find myself in a dilemma because I've witnessed firsthand experience through a variety of different environments that what they were claiming was not the case at all. But I digress. Um, Going back to um, to the topic on hand, this leads me to one of the most difficult characteristics of being a critical thinker. 
And that is to be a self-corrective thinker. It takes humility and the ability to say to everyone and more importantly, yourself, that you were wrong about this or whatever decision, judgment or belief you originally had. Moreover, the possibility of being ridiculed for being wrong in the 21st century is extremely high due to social media and online anonymous bullying. In other words, you need to develop thick skin. But for the mo- for most people, it's not as simple as it appears and it takes confidence and inner strength to take criticism after you have a self-corrective moment. Some of the most confident people I have met in my life and those that are either very stubborn and set in their ways or the best critical thinkers are actually veterans in the armed forces. And I'm talking in the general sense uh, for the most part, but specifically the combat special operations veterans. So let's first analyze the fact that someone who enters the military must first be broken down and rebuilt to conform to a creed or a lifestyle. And this requires building confidence in yourself to accomplish goals that may appear close to impossible at first. Now, to be part of a special operations unit, an elite class of soldiers that is significantly less populated than the military community itself, requires a selection process that is designed to select individuals who can not only withstand high levels of stress, but can make proper critical thinking decisions. Many military personnel can handle the fight or flight response from their automatic physiological reactions, but to perform it while using critical thinking takes combat into another level. This selection process to be a spec ops operator is to be a critical thinker, have the ability under very high levels of stress to analyze the situation, make a decision and act on that decision. This decision can mean life or death to themselves or worse in their eyes, their fellow operators and the civilians they're trying to protect. This requires confidence in yourself to make a decision based on the fact that you are <laughs> that you are given at the moment as well as your ability to act on those decisions. There are very few professions in this world that have the stakes that high. The United States military in particular have continuous studies on this matter, analyzing decision-making and the results using doctrines and studies such as the military decision-making process, which requires you not only understand the mission, but to produce an op-board or operations order using proper judgment, logic, and planning to make a decision and act on that decision. Moreover, the commander may complete their orders and combat rehearsals only to receive a frag of or fragmentation order, which requires them to alter the original plan. What is just as important and sometimes underappreciated is after the mission, which requires the debriefing. 
For special operators, it is not only the information on what can be released to the public and what is classified, but what went right and what went wrong. They evaluate the decisions they made and learn from any mistakes as well as what can be perfected. This is not only vital to operators, but to critical thinkers in general. Self-corrective thinking also involves what could be perfected, not just what decisions or judgments you did wrong. Now, before I continue, I am recording in my classroom right now. So you may hear some background noises and across the street, there's some construction. So I do apologize. Um, this is a work in progress. <laughs> in any case, um, physicians. Let's analyze them for a moment. They must go through the same process. If they misdiagnose a patient, whether it's through overprescribing medication or miscalculating the disease, a physician must use self-corrective thinking in order to heal the patient properly or take away their pain. Fellow physicians may offer advice or proper treatment uh, that may benefit the other doctor's patient. This is both a lesson to the doctor and a benefit to the patient. It takes a significant amount of confidence in yourself to accept the correction and criticism that you may receive. And this is where humility comes in. There are different ways to develop what I like to call thick skin. You need to create confidence in yourself by any means. My personal go-to for confidence building has been in the form of exercising. Working out does not only develop your confidence, but increases endorphins, dopamine, serotonin. Um, now I could be saying this wrong. Uh, if I remember correctly, is uh, no, no, no repinephrin. It's in any case, it's a chemical which are all connected in regulating your mood and brain chemicals. Furthermore. Have the, having the ability to look in the mirror and feeling secure with yourself is an important trait to have in your confidence. Now, other people also go to religion um, and, and, and or, or education. However, again, this is not the end. It doesn't need to end there. Uh, you need to find your outlet that makes you feel good and build confidence and I can go on. This can be reading, writing, playing video games or playing music. The reason you especially need an outlet is for the times you are devastated by decision or judgment that you may have been emotionally invested in and found to be wrong. Furthermore, this outlet should also involve only you and no one else. The reason for this is to avoid any complications if and only if the bad decision involves that particular person. Also, your confidence needs to be yours and not dependent on others. Although confidence can help you overcome some of the emotions in self-corrective thinking, it is not the end-all be-all. There can come a time when someone tries to I say this very loosely, correct you who may not actually be accurate and just want to be malicious in their arguments to get under your skin. There can also be those that 
have no self-corrective skills whatsoever and are set in their ways. These people are not critical thinkers. And the first thing you need to do is analyze the intentions of the other party. You cannot help those that just want to hurt you, nor should you feel compelled to change the minds of those that cannot be corrected due to arrogance. Many arguments or debates with these people are pointless. Sometimes the best thing to do is simply either say agree to disagree and walk away or just call them out on their indecency and walk away. Whichever decision you make, you always walk away from that argument. It is vital to understand that foolish people cannot be argued with. However, if you're obligated to address it, address the individual and don't be afraid to walk away. There is enough evidence in history from many wise people, as well as a variety of religious texts that suggests this is the best course of action. There will always be people you cannot debate with, and that is okay. Self-corrective thinking involves you. you. When you learn something new and you find your original decision was wrong, that is yours to correct. Don't let the fools and idiots make you become a fool or an idiot. Developing thick skin is about not taking things personal. Moreover, it is about taking self-corrective thinking to a level of logic rather than emotions. You and I are not perfect, but we can control our actions, judgments, and decisions and reactions by using these strategies. Just like the special operators in the armed services and the physicians who attend their patients, it is vital to be a self-corrective thinker with thick skin. Humble yourself and accept the fact that you do not know everything and that is okay. It is when we begin to lose our ability to learn from bad decisions, judgments, and beliefs is when we begin to lose sight of being a critical thinker. Also, you need to be able to debrief your actions and find ways to perfect future results. This will not only develop you as a critical thinker, but as an overall human being. And I want to end this episode with this. Never argue with an idiot. They will drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. And that was a quote from Mark Twain. Please do not forget to like and share. And also, I am on Buy Me Coffee. So if you found this enlightening or interesting or what have you, feel free. You can send a dollar and you can buy me a cup of coffee. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Thinking to Think with Mr. A. If you like our show and want to know more, check out my website in the description or please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whichever platform you heard this episode. Please do not forget to share and spread the word. Join us next week where we will continue the fight to build a critical thinking society. Thank you and have a beautiful week.